It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Eight minutes after the hour, back with you on Green and Growing. Good morning. Happy New Year's Eve. Hope you have some fun plans tonight. Even if you're planning on staying in, just relax. Take the downtime for sure. Uh, Green and Growing right here on 95.5 WSB. Uh, You're concerned right now. Some things aren't green after the freeze last week and not a lot actively growing right now. So we've got questions coming up about uh, winter damage, maybe on a sago palm, what to prune, what may be dead, what not to do, you know, all of these things that you're kind of taking the inventory of your landscape going, up. Oh, that must have died, I need to pull it up. Not so fast. We'll kind of cover all of that in bits and pieces for sure. Uh, 404-872-0750. Still a lot more of the show to go here this morning with DeMarco and Anne and Tina Douglas and Mike Boozer and Charles Kinney bringing us Chick-fil-A. So star of the show. I'm stealing that from Mark Aram. Uh, Charles Kinney, our engineer, really glad he's sitting in with us this morning and feeding us and keeping us happy. That might be a, a nice surprise for your family if you're up early. Uh, go out and get them breakfast and bring it back. And when they wake up, everyone has breakfast and full bellies to start the last day of 2022. All right, out to the phones we go. And he's been so patient this morning. Cecil out in Smyrna. Good morning. Happy New Year. Uh, good morning to you. And am I speaking to Sherlock Holmes, Ashley Fresca? I have my hat, my pipe, and my glasses. I think I'm ready. Huh. <laughs> I have a five-year-old Hoya Mm -hmm. that I started from a single leaf. It has grown over the years. I have no knowledge of what kind it is. I think it's the one with a white blossom about the size of a silver dollar. Uh, My sister had this plant in Colorado, and I took a leaf and brought it to Georgia, and it's been growing. I have a strong plant. Actually, there's two plants now. It's about three feet long, intertwined with heavy leaf um, growth. There are some scattered variegated white leaves. The roots are tight, Mm -hmm. and they're kept on the drier side. In the summer, it grows in the shade. Um, Presently, it's in my studio, and it's shrouded by other plants just to protect it from being outdoors and frozen to death, like my garden ended up. Uh, but any ideas? Should I just go ahead and re-transplant it again? You know, I, every single thing that you just named, all the conditions that you've got it in, it should be really happy. And I would just keep doing what you're doing. You mentioned that it's kind of tight in the pot. I learned yeah. Hoyas like to be root-bound, and that is so bizarre because, you know, 99% of plants don't care for that. But they don't mind being crowded in the pot. Um, I've, I've seen recommendations that they need to be repotted only every two, three, four years. But I think that's too often. I I think they could definitely go four, five, six before you have to repot them. Um, And I like the fact that it's in a bright studio, you said. They remind me of orchids. They're tropical-like orchids in that they like the bright light, but not necessarily the direct sun. Because if you put those in the direct sun or orchids with their big, broad leaves, it's going to scorch. It's going to burn. Um, Indeed. So, yeah, so that's okay. And I'm very proud of how you propagated that. I mean, I know sometimes... They're pretty easy to do with just that one leaf, but, I mean, it went gangbusters for you. That's amazing. Soil was key, too, kind of like considering a cactus-type mix, even though they're not succulents. You obviously had good soil. It's hanging in there, Mm -hmm. and I just, I watered occasionally, and the soil has just, there's probably nothing left in it for nutrient, but 
it keeps staying greenish. Yeah. And I'm tickled by that. That's amazing. And too, like you mentioned, you know, their their watering demands, as with a lot of houseplants, really go down this time of year because there is no active growth. So they're not taking up as much moisture through the roots. So you are watering a lot less. You can certainly let the top layer of soil dry out in between waterings and actually should uh, do that with a Hoya. But that's great. I know I've seen ones with red flowers, too. You said yours has white. That's amazing. I believe it is white with yeah. a little, I'm not sure, maybe a little yellow center because yeah. it, it makes these little individual blossom heads. Mm-hmm. And, and have uh, you ever fertilized it? Maybe you don't need to, but have you ever? Um, have not. Okay. Again, they kind of remind me of orchids. In the, an orchid fertilizer is probably about the right balance uh, for a Hoya as well. So if you ever wanted to, or at the time that you do repot it after five, six years, something like that, a little bit of fertilizer in the spring would maybe not be a bad idea. I'm making notes. Yeah, right. And then you had another question because you mentioned stuff's brown, stuff in the yard's not looking too good, oh, right? Oh, good heavens. Uh, <laughs> the garden is now a brown, crisp yeah. area. I have double tarpaulined it. Uh, the cabbage uh, turned to mush. Mm-hmm. The cabbage, the beets, the Swiss chard, the carrots, the onions, and the greens, they're all gone. But one consolation, the aphids. Hey, I know. Boy, did that cold do a lot for the insects, right? And not good for us, not so good for them. Yeah. Right. But uh, days are getting longer. Come on, spring, yay garden. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it again. You know, I'm kind of thinking like, I mean, the the near forecast, meaning just a week or two from now, not really seeing those cold, crazy temperatures. Of course, we all know in Georgia, we could totally take a nosedive at the end of March. Um, but I'm thinking that's going to be the worst of what we see. Fingers crossed. You know, you're right. We're, we're back on our way to looking forward to spring and already planning ahead. So are you going to be doing a um, summer vegetable garden too, Cecil? Always. Okay. Good. Always. Yep, yep, and same. I share it with the birds and the squirrels and the other critters and... My wife and myself. Yep, so. creatures creatures got to eat. <laughs> well, I am so proud of you for that Hoya. You did a great job, and it sounds pretty happy. So don't be in a hurry to repot it, but maybe in the spring go ahead and do that. Because like you said, they do like being pot-bound. But yeah, once the all the nutrients leach out of that soil over time, as you water and water, you're rinsing all of that stuff away. So not a bad idea uh, to repot, and you only go up to a pot that's about one inch bigger. Don't go into something giant. No, ma'am. I will keep that in mind. And thank you kindly for uh, Christy Bryant and her comments this morning. She's so uh, fun. Isn't she great? She is. um, Enjoyed it totally. Well, go entertain other folks. I have uh, (laughs) thoroughly enjoyed my time with you. um, And keep on the good work. Well, thank you. And hey, anytime I want you to uh, check back in when you're doing the vegetable garden in the summer. You bet. All right, Cecil. You're welcome. Have a great and happy new year, my friend. Thank you kindly. Thank you. Man, that's so fun. Something to look forward to. Already planning ahead to feed the wife, feed the family, feed the critters, make sure everybody's off to a good start in the spring and summer. 404-872-0750. Just into my inbox, Paul sent me an email and a great picture of a sago palm. Uh, Great in in the fact that it's a beautiful plant. Not so great as the fronds are brown, right? They're normally emerald green and he said oh noticing a lot of freeze damage from last week i'm certain most of my sago palm will recover but not sure after the freeze of last week the fronds are more white than green any realistic chance it will recover i'm thinking paul that you're in metro atlanta and i think so 
I think the sago palms are going to be fine. Um, it was best to try to cover those if anybody had the opportunity to do so. Again, if we get this cold snap again and by some chance, you know, it's still alive after this first one, you know, don't take a chance with a second or, or third freeze if you don't have to. Um, when you do those coverings on any of this, it's got to go all the way down to the ground to really be effective. So cover those sago palms. But they are the hardiest of all of the varieties. So I have a good feeling. Um, their hardiness is really more tolerable of like zone eight, right? South Georgia and Florida, but we're we're right there on the cusp. So I think they're going to be okay. It is okay that the fronds died back. They're slow growing. So you're going to remove those fronds. As I said, any dead leaves aren't doing the plant any good. So you are going to go ahead and remove those, but you'll just have slow growth uh, to come back as it wants to bounce back in the spring. And that would be a great time to pump it with some fertilizer as well, um, probably early April as it needs that little bit of jump start and boost to start uh, growing. A slow-release palm fertilizer. I mean, you can get very specific with the fertilizer that those need. Um, what you kind of want to look for with a palm fertilizer is where the three numbers, uh, the nitrogen and the potassium, the first and the third numbers are more balanced. They're the same. Um Manganese as well is important for palms. I didn't really know that. So sometimes you will see fertilizers with a fourth number, and that's kind of taking that into consideration. Um, Slow-release palm fertilizer is going to do well. If you have the sago palms in the landscape, though, try not, when you're fertilizing the lawn and the grass, try not to get that into the soil around the sago palm because that'll kind of throw off the balance. If you're just using a general all-purpose lawn fertilizer, that's not going to be good uh, for the palm. But yeah, go ahead and you know, cut the fronds off. It's okay. Next time, though, go ahead and make sure, too, that there's mulch. There's at least a good three-inch layer of mulch around that plant to protect it should it get really cold again. And also making sure to cover it uh, next go around. And everything should be okay. Uh, mulch at the base, man, that is just going to be really such a good insurance policy for a lot of us. Uh, as we may have another cold snap again. But, Paul, thank you for that, and thanks for sharing the picture. I may actually go ahead and post this to the Facebook page, too, for those of you trying banana plants. You've got palms in the landscape. You know, that is really one of the biggest fears because they're not necessarily uh, as cold tolerant as North Georgia weather uh, puts them through. So I'll, I'll give you some good news. We'll share that on the Facebook page, too, if you want to reference it later. Uh, search Green and Growing WSB on Facebook. Back to calls when we come back. Clay in Fairburn, Jesse in Rockdale County, and more. 404 750 Thank you, Mr. Slade. Looking forward to having you back in the host seat of Atlanta's Morning News. Hope you enjoyed some well-deserved time off. A lot of us will be back together on Tuesday. The whole team will be back together. We have some special programming for you Monday as it's kind of treated like a holiday, uh, even though it's January 2nd. Still news, weather, and traffic you depend on, of course. And today's a big day because starting at 4 p.m. is the Bulldog pregame. All of the pregame coverage you're going to need to be square and ready for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl as we kick off at 8 o'clock against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And boy, I bet there's a lot of Michigan fans that are really going to be uh, tuning in very closely to, to this game, whether or not they're 
their age-old rival gets defeated or whether or not they need to know, you know, oh, we got to prepare for the Bulldogs and the national championship. Anyways, uh, the weather update for the weekend. That's brought to you by Finley Roofing. So scattered afternoon showers. You've heard uh, Channel 2 meteorologist Brad Nitz talk about that. Often on rain showers through the afternoon, but at least drying out in the evening for most of your New Year's Eve plans. Partly cloudy skies going into Sunday and Monday, first couple of days of the new year with highs in the mid to upper 60s. It's going to be pretty warm uh, for early January for sure. And then rain may come back into the forecast as early as Tuesday. Ugh. 404-872-0750 is the number. Up next, Jesse calling from Rockdale. Hey, good morning, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, how's everything going today? Wonderful, and I'm glad to hear from you. Thank you for calling. Yep, I've got some more plants I'm trying to get going to <laughs> move on. <laughs> hey, my refrigerator door is covered with envelopes and seeds and with magic marker writing on See, it. See, <laughs> you've got good organization, though. I know that about yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a common plant, and I should know, but I want to propagate some of our original Nandinas on mm-hmm. the property. Are the berries, is that the seed? It is, and you... that's how they get classified as invasive, because they spread through the, the fruit, the berries, um, yeah. and, and they are on the invasive species list. However, there are fruitless cultivars uh, that are good for our region that don't berry, uh, so, and a lot of dwarf varieties as well, so those are looked upon <laughs> a little more favorably, like firepower, um, obsession, some of those that just don't berry. And two, like there's this thing that I read a few years ago, whether or not the berries on a Nandina were killing cedar waxwings, which are one of the coolest looking like painted yeah. bird, you know, and he's got like the little bandit like black around his eyes. Yeah, um, we, watched, we watched one from our bay window when they come in and hit the uh, bird bass and all. He went to the Nandina and we counted, he ate nine berries. Yeah, yeah. See, and I mean like I... I'd read mixed things, according to some professional publications, too, whether or not the berry itself was toxic because of something that it contained, or it was just the amount of berries that they eat and then just totally gorge themselves. And that's what, you know, ends up to their uh, leading to their demise. It's kind of sad, but the fruitless varieties and cultivars are actually a good consideration. What what kind are you trying to propagate? Is it a berry Uh, kind? The regular run of the mill red top berries that. You know, they germinate all over the yard, but I'm just wanting to say that, no, I grew this one from seeds. <laughs> hmm. I kind of want you to buy a fruitless one and and propagate okay. that if you want to say that you propagated it. Because, um, I a mean... Fruitless, fruitless Nandina. Yeah, yeah. Firepower is one of the most common. And a lot of them, like I said, are dwarf, too, which is actually a little more uh, desirable for some people. I mean, the fall color, nothing beats it. The fall color is beautiful. The red leaves are beautiful. Uh, a lot of those leaves may have fallen off when temperatures got down to the single digits, but, you know, they'll they'll bounce back. They're pretty hardy. But, um, yeah, just for, for the fact of you, you know, with your scientific challenge for yourself, like if you're going to propagate it, don't waste your time propagating something that's just going to spread on its own with no problem from the berries. But yeah, maybe try okay. to propagate one that, that doesn't have the berries and see how you do. Um, but always take like a newer growth cutting, you know, some of that really new, pretty growth in the spring. Make sure the stem is at least, I always say, eight to 10 inches long, maybe longer. Um, fresh mm-hmm. soil, clean pot, all that kind of stuff. Some are, you know, some shrubs are easier to propagate than others, but it's it's worth a try as long as you have um, the the new growth on the cutting and you use some rooting hormone. All right. Yeah. That's what I use a lot. Now, I can, do you have time for one more question? I will after the break. Do you mind hanging on? 
Uh, well, hang on. Thank you. DeMarco's playing some awesome music over there, and he's hopping around to the tune, which means I know I got to get ready for news, weather, and traffic with Tina Douglas. But yeah, Jesse will come right back to you. Um, and Clay, I know you're listening, Clay. You need to call back. 404 750 because you had a great question about your Christmas tree and you got a birthday coming up, so we need to chat. Uh, everybody, call in. I'm going to be here till 9 o'clock. Stay tuned to Green and Growing on WSB. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. All right, halfway through the show, it goes by so quick, but we're having a great, great time. It's very festive here at the radio station. It's been kind of slow. It's been kind of quiet this week. Uh, Not so much of a normal schedule, and we'll get back to all of our normal uh, routines and places and everybody back. On Tuesday, but having a great time. Really glad to be here with you this morning. 404-872-0750. Got great calls and questions coming in. And I was so fearful when I was putting the show together yesterday uh, at home. I worked a split shift. I did traffic in the morning, took a little bit of a break, and then did traffic in the afternoon. And so that middle part of the day, uh, working on the show for this morning. And I thought, you know, if I don't get a lot of calls... I have to have a lot to talk about, and I want to bring back some of my favorite, you know, series and, and segments and things from a few months past. And, uh, wow, I mean, I just love hearing from you guys. That's really uh, my priority on the show. Okay, so enough of me. Jesse, out in Rockdale County. So you did have a second question. We kind of determined what you're going to do with the Nandina, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. What else okay. you got? Uh, I'm, we call it a mountain tree. We've got three of them on the property, brought them from the mountains, North Georgia, about 35 years ago. They have long, drooping branches that droop down to the ground. I've tried saving the cones. They're about the size of a marble. The needles are maybe half an inch long. But I was, And I've took, taken, I bet, 50 clippings over the year and tried to put them in root stimulant and plant them, and nothing happens. But uh, I was thinking about where the branches lay on the ground, scraping the bark away a little bit, putting some root stimulant on the branch. You know, like a vine would grow across, like kudzu, every 10 feet, it puts out roots again. <laughs> right. Yeah. And see if I put some, you know, good dirt on top of it and a rock to hold it down. Give it a month or two and see if it roots from there and then cut it on the backside and start. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Definitely layering it like soil soil uh, propagation yeah. where you're laying it on the ground. I, I guess you could try. This is like a cedar kind of tree. Yes. And they're beautiful. They I, really are. Yeah, I, I really don't know near as much as I should um, about propagating conifers, though. So I yeah. I may want to follow up with you on that because my friend Tom Cox is a conifer expert um, and would know okay. a lot more than me. But, you know, that does work for a lot of things as you're talking about a camellia, a hydrangea. A lot of folks have uh, success propagating as the limb is still attached to the plant rather than taking a cutting and you know then it's up to chance with you just with soil water and all that whereas as long as it's still attached to the the mother plant and the trunk it kind of still takes care of itself um jesse i can't believe i haven't gotten it by now but when i put you on hold give ann your email address Um, okay thank you yeah and i'm gonna ask tom about that but you don't have the exact name of this what you call mountain tree right i'm sorry i don't we've just called the mountain tree because we 
She got him in the mountains, dug yeah. him up. Okay. About a foot well, high. good name. I mean, you know, yeah, good name <laughs> for it. Um, so, yeah, I'll have you send me a picture, too. We'll go back and forth. I'll have you send me a picture, and I'll have Tom Cox identify okay. it if he doesn't mind. And if that uh, method of propagation would work, I'd be curious to know. Thank you, and okay. I'll give him an email. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Happy New Year, okay? Happy New Year to you. You're working so hard. I can't wait to hear about all your successes come spring and summer. I just love that Jesse challenges himself like, I'm going to do this just to see if it works and just to see if I can. I need more of that. I need more experimentation with the things I want to try. Just uh, finding the time is my challenge. Uh, 404-872-0750. Someone very special on the phone. Clay calling from Fairburn with a birthday almost one week from today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Ashley? <laughs> You're one of the happiest people I know. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay, end of the year. Question of the day. Okay, bring it. All right, so now we know that Christmas is over, New Year's is here. Of course, everybody's going to start asking, who can take my tree? Who can mulch my tree? And what good is my tree if I mulch it myself? What can I use it on? Those are the questions that will be asked to me this week. In that's gardening. right, because you're in gardening and you're, that's why you're so happy, because you're around a bunch of gardeners all the time and you're here, you take good care of us and we're all generally friendly people, uh, but then you're around a bunch of gardeners, so what's not to be happy about? So I think those are all legit questions. And did you get a real tree this year? I forget, I never asked you. Yes, I have a real tree and it is doing beautifully. I spray it daily just to make sure that it's nice and Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, and I want to leave mine up too, so I got to keep checking the water level, you know, and make sure the water level in the base and the stand doesn't get below the the bottom of the trunk. Exactly. Um, so you can take down Christmas decorations whenever you want, and the tree included. Now, if you if you have the religious connotation to it, the twelfth night before the Epiphany um, is a Christmas tradition. That's saying it might be bad luck if you take it down before the Epiphany. So keeping it up until January sixth is what a lot of people do. Um, one year I had a friend that kept it up till February 12th. So, you know, because <laughs> the kids were like devastated. Yeah, <laughs> the kids are like, no, no, we don't want it to go. Um, so that's at number one. You know, January 6th is what I've always heard and what what I've kind of followed. Um, but I'm glad you asked about where to take the tree, right? Because a lot of local counties and municipalities have these, you know, chipper events where you can bring your tree. Um, if you have the the space in the landscape it's awesome to throw it down by a ravine a creek into a wooded area because there's deer that can bed in there there's squirrels makes birds pretty happy so that can make a nice little home for the critters um and clay i'm gonna get you a list of more like south side what to do with the tree and recycling the tree yes because the stuff that i've I seen need anything anything for my area down in fairbairn yeah uh, tyrone east tree city because Palmetto. we know I am just, yes, in Palmetto and Sharpsburg because these people will ask. <laughs> now, is, is that particular Home Depot location, are they doing a tree chipping event? Because some of them do. I do believe so. Um, I'm going to verify today. But okay. um, normally that's what we normally do. They just drop it off at the parking lot and they'll be long gone before you know it. Yeah, because uh, Cobb County teamed up with all of the Home Depot locations there in Cobb County. I think there's like seven or eight or something like that. So recycled trees will be chipped into mulch and used throughout Cobb County for beautification projects. Uh, folks can take the the chips and the mulch as well. Um, the cutoff date for Cobb and them working with the Home Depots there is January 7th. You have to remove, of course, all the ornaments, all the, the uh, lights, no garlands or anything like that, just the tree. 
um, and bring it to the Home Depot. And there's also like a county um, county park in, in Cobb for anybody listening, uh, Fuller's Park there, and a limited supply of free saplings available at the Home Depots, at least in Cobb County. I don't know about everybody else. Uh, January 7th, they're going to be offering that to you from 10 to 2, so that's cool. So your Home Depot may be in on that as well. Um, And then the city of Milton, people can bring their Christmas trees to Milton High's baseball lot on January 7th. See, they're kind of keeping with that epiphany, everyone keeping their stuff up till the 6th. This is Milton High's baseball lot, January 7th from 9 to 3 for the Bring One for the Chipper event, Go Home with a Flowering Dogwood Seedling. So that's really cool for the people in the city of Milton. Um, So you've challenged me to find a few more municipalities that may be offering it. And then you had a great question, Clay, about the mulch, right? Because sometimes we don't know, can yeah. we use it right away? Does it need to kind of, you know, level out? What do we need, we need to do? Dry it out? Or, yeah, what do we need to do? Yeah. Um, the Christmas trees, when they're chipped and shredded that finely, they're okay because the almost more of the sawdust type consistency is going to break down a lot faster than the big chunks of branches and pieces of trunk and all of that. So I would, I would, it would be fine. Um, obviously you're not going to use it in a vegetable garden right now, but if you do bring some of that mulch home and you do want to use it for a vegetable garden, I think it's going to be great. And it'll probably be settled in time for April, May for use in a, a summer vegetable garden. But right now, just using it in beds, right? Garden beds and along walkways and stuff like that, it's going to be just fine. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to get you in here and co-host with me. Do. I mean, you have so many good questions. That was an awesome topic, man. So now you have some of the answers for the customers. Make them happy. But you're going to get in here and co-host with me, Clay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> See how good you are on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was born for this. Well, hey. uh, I really appreciate all the help. So trust me, it's going to start happening today. Yep, yep. But yeah, keep me posted on that particular Home Depot location, too, because we'll send people there to, to be a part of the chipping event. And yeah, happening through January 7th, so folks will have some time. Yeah. Well, you, you have so an awesome weekend. New Happy yeah. New Year to you, too. You enjoy it tonight, okay? Thank you. Will do. All right. Okay. We'll be catching up with you soon. Ah. Love, Clay. 404-872-0750. So I think um, I had already kind of gathered all of that information as I saw Facebook posts and Twitter posts from these municipalities um, about what to do with the recycled Christmas tree. So I'll post that on um, Facebook, on the Green and Growing WSB Facebook page. And if you know of your local city, maybe Dunwoody or Duluth or Woodstock, if they're doing any events too, let me know and I can let folks know. So we still have a, a solid week to get that tree undecorated and drop it off. And it's amazing, you know, that a lot of these places come together with local tree groups and say, hey, we're going to offer a dogwood uh, seedling. We're going to offer some kind of free sapling and let folks, you know, choose what they want. So that's that's a give and take. That's really, really neat. Going to break a little early here because I have a special treat, some garden resolutions from some Pike Nursery folks you will recognize from the uh, previous year. They've been a part of the show now for a long, long time. And I had to ask them what their resolutions are. They're the garden experts, the things they want to try and do differently in the coming year. You may want to take a pen and paper because some really good ideas, some really good inspiration from these folks when we come back. And more of your calls as well, 404-872-0750. Happy New Year's Eve. You're listening to Green and Growing. Stay right here on 95.5 WSB. I'm Channel 2 Action News Chief Meteorologist Brad Nitz. Heavy rain, gusty winds with scattered showers and storms through the morning into the afternoon. Then we dry out this evening. Today's high 66.
The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. So the garden experts at Pike Nursery and me and the guests on my show try to give you garden inspiration and garden advice, right? Things to do and to keep you inspired and motivated to keep playing in the dirt and stay outside. So I reached out to some of my friends at Pike Nursery, different Metro Atlanta locations, and what their resolutions are, what they want to make different for their landscapes or even for their Pike Nursery stores in 2023. Take a listen. Good morning, everybody. This is Charles from Pike Nurseries Holcomb Bridge, and I wanted to share some of my New Year's resolutions with y'all. First off, I want to stay on top of my bird feeders. I don't want them to ever go hungry, and I got seven feeders at home, and sometimes I get a little lackadaisical and forget to fill them up. So that's my biggest resolution this year is to keep our flying birds fed and full. And I think this year I've moved houses. I didn't do a garden last year, but I really want to get my garden back can get my fresh vegetables for my family. Those two are my are my top things to do this year for my family, for my friends, and my uh, critters outside. So I hope this may bring a little bit of light to our customers and to our listeners. And thank you, everyone, for shopping with us and, and listening to the Green and Growing Show. And I hope everyone has a happy new year. Good morning. This is Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery. My resolutions for 23 to finally finish my book, Green Thumbs and Red Clay, and it's the Diary of a Southern Gardener. And so hopefully I'll get that finished. I've been working on it several years, so I think I should be able to finish it. Also, I want to start a new asparagus bed. I've got a big one now, and I want a little one. That's about it for 23. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you have a great one. Hi, this is Brian with Pike Landscape Design Services. My 2023 garden resolutions are to help all of my clients maximize their spaces, whether it's for patios and entertaining or more perennial beds or a more uh, low maintenance yard that they don't have to do too much with. Also, my personal garden resolutions are to use a few more pollinator plants in my garden, as well as ornamental grasses and conifers. Happy New Year, everybody. Hi, I'm Brittany Harper, the marketing manager for Pike Nurseries, and my garden resolution this year is to help get the word out about Pike and to help introduce more people to the act of gardening and all of the benefits that gardening can bring. And then my personal gardening resolution is to turn this neglected little space in my yard into a flower garden for pollinators. We know, unfortunately, monarch butterflies were classified as endangered this year in 2022, but we also know how important that pollinators are for the environment. So this little empty space that I'm going to cultivate in 2023 into a a butterfly garden will be prettier to look at for me and it'll serve a purpose. Hey Ashley, this is Jackson at the Toco Hills Pike Nursery and for my New Year's garden resolution I am going to try to re-sod my lawn. I have some old and tired looking centipede that I want to get replaced with some nice new Xeon zoysia. Um, It'll be good for my kind of mixed light conditions and I think it'll just be a much nicer lawn overall. Uh, I know it's going to be a lot of work putting the sod in, but it's it's going to definitely pay off in the end. Everybody have a happy new year. Hi, this is Allison at the Pike Nursery at Lindbergh, and I'm excited about New Year's and New Year's resolutions. 
I'm naturally a planner, so I get really excited when I have the opportunity and space and time to plan and think about spring. This year, one of my most passionate uh, resolutions for the garden is working on my peony garden and really getting uh, a plan in place for fresh cut flowers that I can pluck straight from my garden. In the meantime, when it's a little cold inside and I'm in my planning stage for resolutions, I like to focus also on refreshing my houseplants. And the easiest way to do that for me is looking at new pottery and just replanting, repotting, sometimes even rearranging the houseplants in my home gives it a fresh look. And as we spend more time by the fireplace, I feel like we can all indulge a little bit in that living decor. Happy New Year, everybody. Perfect. Just what I was looking for. When we come back, your calls. Call in now, 404-872-0750. We'll be right back. You're listening to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 